0: Today we're going to talk to Brian Gardner, senior criminal defense attorney here at the Arizona firm. Um, we're going to talk about how his wife can outjump him. We're going to talk a little bit about softball, and we're going to talk a lot of bit about um, the criminal defense and how how to do it and how to do it right, and also one of the more challenging but satisfying cases he's ever handled. <laughs> Let's get casting. I'm here today with Brian Garner, and this is going to be awesome because Brian's been uh, a key part of our world for a long time. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Um, so, I uh, born and raised here, went to Mesa High down the street. Uh, Chi ha. No, um, what now? Chi ha. Chi
0: ha. ha Chee-ha, ha. That's what a rabbit made. The sound of oh, a rabbit makes. I'm a jackrabbit too. Well, but that's I went why to
1: ASU, I, so yeah. So, born and raised here, uh, went to school out of state. Uh, spent some time out of state, but ultimately this is home, family's here, Um, I've gotten married with five kids, so between all that, we're pretty busy, and I mean, obviously stayed busy for a while, so now we're kind of enjoying them just growing up, you know, being part of the community, sports, school, stuff like that, so things are good, we got the last one in diapers, hopefully out of diapers soon, so, yeah. yeah.
0: so your, your position, where are you at currently?
1: Um, So I do primarily criminal defense here with uh, the Arizona firm. I've been with you guys for three years and uh, wish it was sooner, honestly, because it's great here. We have great staff. Uh, It's one of those things where you you, you like coming to work. You like the people that you work with. You feel empowered and enabled to help people. And I think that's a lot of what criminal defense is, is just trying to help people.
0: Yeah. And so being the senior attorney in, in a short period of time, you must be pretty good at what you do.
1: Um, I think that just depends. Uh, Everybody might have a different uh, opinion on that one, but I certainly try. We try with everybody, and that's uh, part of it is everybody comes in with different needs. I mean, a lot of times we experience people on their worst day, and it's the aftermath. It's the fallout of that, and so everybody is different, and so we try to help people. Some we can help more than others. Some they're helping themselves a lot, and we're just rooting them on, but ultimately we're trying to help them through this process and make sure that they get out on the other side intact, and then also, you know, for some people it's a pivot. For others, it's more of just, okay, we're going to take responsibility and move on. And others, it's classes because they need help. And we're going to try to help them make it, uh, you know, what was otherwise a negative experience into something they can take away from this. And like I said, we just want to get them intact on the other side, make sure that this all gets kind of cleaned up and that they can move forward with their lives.
0: Yeah, that's good. Get it in the rearview mirror. That makes sense. And it it is kind of cool to be part of that, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that process to to remind ourselves from time to time, you know, you work for them, I mean, they're they're employing you, so it's kind of like, but they're also in a weird way looking at you as though, hey, take charge.
1: Yeah, it's a collaborative effort. I mean, I think that's that's one of the things that is really good about here is is from the first phone call, you know, they're gonna get a team environment and there are times when I'm just busy, that's how it is, I'm in court, I can't answer my phone, um, you know, there's there's only one of me, but to have so many people that are all on the same page, that are able to help, even if it's just, hey, you know what, I'm here to listen to you. And and people are rightfully frustrated. People are upset. These are these are frustrating things that they have to go through sometimes. And Sometimes our job is hurry up and wait. And so to be able to have somebody to answer the phone immediately and just say, you know what? I get it. I get it. Here's what we can do for you. And also I see that Brian's available later this afternoon. I'm going to put you on there. And so that's the nice part is knowing that I don't have to touch everything. I don't need to be on every phone call to know that they're still getting the best help from our firm and from our people.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah, it is uh, the way you've got it set up is it's very team and and your team is revolving around you so every once in a while you've got three appearances any given morning yeah or five yeah. sometimes i mean some t- mornings are slammed mm-hmm. and everybody has the same time in their head 8:30 a.m. or 8:31 they put on the yeah and that's funny i don't know why they do that just to be Eccentric, I guess, right? Uh, it's
1: whatever they want.
0: 8.31 a.m., court starts. Yeah. 8.31 a.m., well, let's hear you.
1: Well, it, it lets me be early if I'm there at 8.30, so right. that's good. Yeah.
0: that's good times. Yeah. So they all think they that you're going to be showing up in five different courts mm-hmm. at 8.30, and so mm-hmm. to have that staff say, he's there, it's going to be okay, mm-hmm. hang tight, um, and to have them already, they're already bonded with your staff, it appears, mm-hmm. from afar. That they call them first anyway, most of the time. Yep. And then you're really good about getting to them whenever. I mean, evening time sometimes, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, early morning. You like fit them in. It's Mm -hmm. pretty cool to watch that kind of jockey.
1: Well, I think part of it too is is we try to be available for them, and we know that you know people are going to have those questions or frustrations, not just during nine to five. It's not just during business hours. Or sometimes they're going to forget or want a reminder, and so you know, you've set it up to where I've got, you know, this, this cell phone number that they have access to me. It's not always on. It's not always available, but for the most part, it's, it's nice. And sometimes people just need a text message just saying, Hey, he's there. It's okay. Like, this is just what we talked about and you don't need to worry about it. You're not going to jail. We're just doing exactly what we talked about. And you just need to show up and let me do the talking, you know, let us take the worry from you. And I think having that availability certainly helps with people. Like I said, problems don't just show up during business hours. And so I think that something nice that we can do for them is be available and and work around their schedules too people have different hours that they work they have their own lives and everything like that and so just having multiple avenues of communication for them i think provides i think an extra layer of comfort hopefully that's what we're trying to do is that you know again i'm not going to be able to answer all the time and so sometimes the answer is hey talk to ann i'm in court right now but she will get you at my next availability i'm going to give you a call and uh, I think hopefully that, like I said, is something else that we can add beyond just educating you on the law, right. telling you what your options are. Is like, hey, we're here for you. We know that you're going through a tough time right now. Help us help you. And I think that's hopefully what that those extra means of communication do.
0: Yeah. I, I It's probably what you always wanted to do. You know, I know a little bit about your history um, as a public defender. That's when you really got bit by the, I love this criminal defense thing. Mm-hmm. It puts folks... Um, like you in a strange um, in a strange pool let's say mm-hmm. because you know it's, it's like um, I love defending criminals okay well okay you're you're not a duck why do you love you know defending criminals because I remember very well um, early on your your wife and your lovely wife she's awesome is also an attorney mm-hmm. and as you'd been with us for a little bit of time she very much commented, or she said something to you. I, I got this secondhand, but firsthand from her later, yeah. that she liked you so much more <laughs> now that you're dealing with what you like to do.
1: Yeah, so I've I've had a little bit of a, a winding road to get here. Um, touching on it as well. So when I was in law school, I actually was like, I bag this. I don't want to do this. This is horrible. It's boring. Like the money's not worth it. The frustration's not worth it. And um, it wasn't until my last semester. Of law school I got to be a prosecutor just in practice it was real minor stuff nothing that you know wasn't out of uh, you know my comfort area or anything like that but getting in a courtroom seeing where the rubber meets the road where you know like I said people's worst night comes before the court and so there's all these rules there's rules of evidence there's rules of procedure and it can get so overwhelming and so it was great I, I knew that like okay I can do that I can be in court I can help people um, <clears throat> and the, the hard part is, is when you're a prosecutor though you're it sounds bad but like you're the bad guy you're the one punishing people you're the one that has the rules that has the regulations that like I'd love to help you I get it I honestly might have done some of the same stupid stuff when I was a kid but you can't your hands are, are tied in a lot of ways by policies and procedures you've got bosses that are trying to make names for themselves so I was a really sympathetic prosecutor uh, right away but I knew that criminal defense was something that it touches everybody it doesn't matter whether you're Old or young, whether you're rich or poor, religious or not, anybody can find themselves on the wrong side of things. And it's really tough and it can be heartbreaking at times because a lot of times I'm like, I'd have done the same thing. you know. And it just stinks that your neighbor decided to call the cops because they got afraid of your firework show or something. Something silly like that that's fairly benign, but there are real consequences, unfortunately. And so... So yeah, I uh, kind of experienced the different areas of law, different practice areas. Like I did a homeowners association, where we represented the people suing Grandma for that's her gotta be fun. Out. It was awful. <laughs> like I was like, I am the bad guy now. You know, I truly felt like we're harassing people, we're putting liens on houses, and and it was really really tough to just feel good about that. I've done construction litigation where we're arguing over millions of dollars in you know, delays and accumulated damages and stuff like that. And this is just one nameless company suing another nameless company and pointing fingers at each other. And so it was tough to, I think, find some personal satisfaction because I'm I'm not helping anybody except for the CEO get richer, you know. And so um, when I got back to Arizona, I was digging ditches for a while, like trying to figure out what I wanted and fell back into the criminal realm, did criminal defense, and it was like a duck to water. I loved it. I loved helping people. You know, I've been through the court system myself in various ways, and it can feel really helpless if you don't have an advocate. And that's what we hopefully bring to these people too, is you know someone's going to fight for you. It might not be the style you want or that you imagined, but the idea is like they know what they're doing so I'm, I'm gonna trust them to help me yeah. and, and that makes a world of difference to just trust the person is they're gonna help you You might yeah. not even agree with them but you know they're trying to help you like I disagreed with my attorney on several of my personal issues and at the end of the day I trusted him and and that was really really nice and that's what I try to help for other people's I've been there I've been in your seat I know how scary this can be yeah. but know that I'm trying and we're all we're everybody in this building yeah. we're trying to help you right and it might not look like what you thought, and it might be limited in what you thought. But also, there could be something you never even thought about that, hey, we know because we go here. We see these judges every day. We work with these prosecutors. Help, uh, We're going to help you out. Watch. And, yeah. and those are the best ones when you truly, I think, get to surprise somebody with they thought their world was over. They're going to have to move, get a new job, like nobody will ever forgive me. And that's that's really like sad and heartbreaking to have to deal with somebody. And that's yeah. also the greatest thing is when you get to tell them, no, it's going to be okay. We're going to get through this. Yeah. And, you know, help them through that process. And, and granted, there's going to be a little bit of sweat equity on their part. But at the end of the day, like that's the right outcome is they, they're taking responsibility. They're feeling sorry. They're, they're doing their acts of penance, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, though, like, we're good. We're yeah. going to be okay.
0: Yeah. Oftentimes, I think what gets lost in the magic of the trade um, I, you're touching all over it, your, your hand, fingerprints are all over it on this, uh, is the um, solution side of things, mm-hmm. the, the sweat equity that you just brought up. Mm-hmm. I kind of wanted to break that down for it. I found that interesting. You use that word, sweat equity. I like that. Um, so sweat equity means somebody's got an alcohol problem or somebody's got a drug problem and mm-hmm. they're going to AA. They're going to... Um, with a sponsor, of course, mm-hmm. AA, with a sponsor. They're going to rehabilitation. They're, they're, they're dotting I's, crossing and T's, and really, really giving a big effort. And so you've seen that part of that solution helps, on the flip side, what you're talking about mm-hmm. in, in the legal mm-hmm. matter itself, because no judge and, frankly, the prosecutor start to change a little bit, soften toward your client mm-hmm. a little bit, too, and... Um, They don't want to put that person behind the wall that's trying so hard
1: Mm -hmm, exactly
0: and so that's okay i like the way you put that i just Mm -hmm. kind of wanted to understand that a little more slowly for myself
1: yeah well it's it's great when they care about their case too you know i don't want to care about your case more than you do and also, I know that there are people that are going to come in and they're worried I don't care enough. And right. and so, you know, it's, it's walking that balance. It's trying not to overwhelm them with like weekly updates like, hey, nothing new. Some people get anxiety with that when right. they get an email from their attorney right. like, oh, no, what happened now? Right. And honestly, nothing happened. We're just waiting for people or like, hey, go do your classes. Get me that certificate that shows that and help me. Make you a person, right? right? The prosecutor, all they see is the police report, which, like I said earlier, this is probably the maybe the worst decision you've made, or you were put in a bad spot, or you know you've got problems that you're working through. Well, I get to go in and talk with the prosecutor, and I think um, you know a lot of people, I think, kind of conflate that with your buddy buddy with them, and you're you know that we're trying, we're both. We're two sides of the coin on the justice system. You know, and it's my job to help them understand who you are beyond just case number CR 2023, et cetera. You no, know, you're a person, you've got kids, you've got issues, but. This is also you working through the issues. Here's more context that the police report doesn't tell you. They're gonna, you know, casually omit the fact that you were there because you're trying to help somebody, or the fact that, you know, the next day you've already gone to work and trying to fix this and address this. And that's what that's that's part of my uh, what I like to do is work with the person, like you said, sweat equity, like yeah. help me, help you, give me the tools to walk over there and and make you look great. So every
0: client you have should love the fact that you get along. With the majority, yeah, but everyone. the majority of the prosecutors mm-hmm. um, and judges, mm-hmm. um, because that opens that door of uh, yeah. that communication. That for sure that helps you help your client and it helps you uh, be a little bit more easy on the ears or, or, mm-hmm. or uh, somebody that they like to see and work with because you're reasonable. Mm-hmm. And they, frankly, we both know that there's a fair amount of, um, I was gonna go with the word dirtbag, but I could use other. Lingo. there there
1: are some out there that will pick a fight just to pick a fight yeah. they, they think that their client needs you to be that bulldog in the right. room and you know there are some where that's the case and that's what i hope is not lost and that is we'll fight for you if right. there's a legitimate issue we're going to bring that up yeah. and the good thing is is that we have that type of uh professional currency with the prosecutors right. that if i'm bringing an issue up they know i'm not going to just say it for the sake of right. saying it. They know I'm not going to just litter their desk with a bunch of motions when ultimately we can resolve this much quicker, reduce the client's anxiety, get more assurances on the uh, the outcome there, yeah. and then also limit the judge's discretion, which I love our judges. They're given so much power. They can really mess up somebody's life, and, and some of them are well-intentioned, but if we can limit that if we can kind of you know hamstring them a little bit and say hey you know what we know this case better we're present to you this this outcome and you know we want you to go along with it and here's the reasons why you know when you have judges and they recognize you know the Arizona firm they recognize me as an attorney because I'm a regular presence there that there, like I said there is this kind of credibility behind our words and so when we need them to exercise discretion when we need the benefit of the doubt we get that and right. when we do bring those emotions that are contested when we right. do come in there and and basically fight the fight. They know that there's legit, the legitimacy behind that, yeah. not just they're just doing it this is what this firm does or just not a bunch for of hot it. air. Yeah, and right. uh, you know, and, and all that does is working for the sake of work. We want to get to the best solution as quick as possible or whatever it is that they need cuz a lot of times there's collateral issues that come up and yeah. you know, right now, let's focus on the immigration case or let's let you focus on the family case or I know there's a lot going on at work. So, let me worry about the criminal stuff. You take care of you, right? And so there's lots of ways where I think one time you had said this in a meeting, and I've loved it ever since, is what's most important to you? And that's where we can start to dovetail and tailor our efforts, is is how can we help you? Because there, there's not a one-size-fits-all approach to everybody. So right. that's what we try to do, is develop a good relationship, a trusting relationship, because we're going to ask them sometimes embarrassing questions. Treat it like a doctor's office. If you have cancer, but tell me it's just a tummy ache, I'm going to give you Tums and tell you to come back tomorrow, and secretly you're you're, you're toast. So, you know, that's what we really like to do is is try to find out how can we best help you. And we're going to put everything into that.
0: So interesting. I I, I love the way you, I love the way you put certain things. And then, so I, I make a mental note. So I want, I want to kind of go back to, all right, judges have all that power. They do have a lot of power. And and we've experienced that personally, Mm -hmm. wherein, all right, Something as special as a relationship with a family member or a child uh, is in the hands of a judge, and mm-hmm. in the hands of uh, an attorney that you don't you disagree with you, you, half the time, and then and that might be problematic. That you know, you're an attorney too, so you're mm-hmm. kind of disagreeing with this yeah. approach or that approach. But you said something that intrigued me that you trusted him, mm-hmm. so you went with whatever he with. with what he thought was best mm-hmm. in certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't take away that um, anxiety, that nervousness, that, yeah. that, that unknown mm-hmm. flavor that we get to see in, and you get to see in some of your clients, or mm-hmm. if not all of them, mm-hmm. to some degree or another. You get to kind of recognize that, been there, done that mm-hmm. in a different way, but still the same theory. I mean, that's a very important mm-hmm. thing going on. And that trust that you have uh, for your attorney at that time, mm-hmm. um, I find to be like what we're what we're always striving to have. Exactly.
1: Yeah, we want to make sure that when we recommend something, because that's what they're paying us for is our advice. We want to make sure that they trust we're giving them the best advice, and that you know there might be something that we know that they don't. They they might know the facts in and out because they were there, we weren't. So help me verify all this, and trust me that with what you've told me, this is going to be the best for you. And I think that's one of been I think one of the more harder or difficult parts of practice is for whatever reason they don't trust you or they aren't taking your advice or like, I know, but you need to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, uh, we'll do it, but it's 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 gonna get denied right. or it's, it's not gonna help your case. And then they end up getting a worse result than I think they otherwise would have had because they're insisting on a course of action that, you know, I, I just can't agree with that or I think this would be better. And so that's really why we try so hard to connect with everybody yeah. on a personal level because, you know, we want to help you, yeah. help us help you.
0: It sounds like every case has, it could be exactly the same type of case, mm-hmm. totally different one from the other mm-hmm. is what you're saying. and And that makes sense to me that you would, okay, let's... Let's get to that spot. There are some people that just, I guess you're, 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 you're screaming out there something interesting to me. Okay. There are just some people that just um, view you as authority, as an authority figure. Mm-hmm. No, this is what I want. No, I'm going to tell you, doctor, what to do. No, I'm mm-hmm. going to tell you. There are some people like that. I mean, crap, I've probably found myself being somebody like that a time or two
1: mm-hmm.
0: here and there. Not trying to rat anybody out over nothing, but I guess I can relate to that.. Yeah. Um, why can't this happen? Why can't? So, yeah, to get down to the brass tacks and to, to be able to communicate with somebody that this is what is for your best. Mm-hmm. This is in your this is in your best interest for the long haul mm-hmm. and the short haul, this is the way we need to step, 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 step. So you're, this is how you're breaking it down for them. Mm-hmm. And just sometimes they just keep being persistent about that's a certain, a certain something. Yeah. But when's the last time that's happened? Because it seems to me that it seems to me that that happens far less today. Yeah. Um, then, but obviously I've seen that happen.
1: Well, for me, I, a lot of those experiences I'm referring to is when I was a public defender. So that's a, that's a court appointed attorney. Um, And these are, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, ultimately, you know, you hear you have the right to remain silent. If you can't afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. That was me for several years. Um, Worked in doing felony case work and we handled everything under the sun. You know, some of the more serious, heinous stuff and some of the more benign stuff. It's like, yeah, that's still technically illegal, you know. Right. But, uh, and so that was a lot of it is like, they didn't hire me. They don't know me. They've got, 45 minutes with me. Right. That's it. That's that you know. And that's and on so, a good day really. Right? And 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 if if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. And and that was just one of the the biggest frustrations is there wasn't enough time for the clients mm-hmm. to develop that relationship of trust to build that rapport with people were like, yeah, ask all your questions i'm happy to answer them but now you know now we're in the private sector yeah it happens a whole lot less and that's a lot of it is uh, that's one of the the values especially with just how we try to structure our communications with people and also just the contract you know we're, we're just ask me all your questions no. i don't care if you've asked it before ask it again and i'm going to ask you questions twice i know that you talk with intake about this i know you've also talked with this attorney about this tell me again and you know these are important details and and here's why and that's the nice part is we get to spend as much time as we need to before it was as much time as you got and right. now it's we're going to do the best for you and you know not everybody needs the same amount of right. time but that's the nice part about you know the work week is You can set aside a whole morning if if, you know your schedule lets you and just I'm gonna dig into this. I'm gonna rewatch this body cam. I'm gonna watch it on half speed because this is the moment that's important. That was stuff that as a public defender I was constantly struggling to find time to do everything because I only had so many hours in a week and I had so many clients and that was like that was it. That was all I could do. How frustrating. It was it was it was terrible. And like I said, there was lots of people that like, man, if you'd listen to me, I really am trying to help you. But, but they don't know that because they just showed up one day, they sh- saw my name on a piece of paper, and they got 20 minutes with me, and that's about all that time would allow. Now right. it's great. you know. I know that I'm pretty long-winded, but there's a reason why. I think part of that is coming from that world where like, no, let me tell you, everything you could possibly know. And I'm gonna tell you it again, and I'm gonna just break it down into smaller pieces and smaller chunks for you, but the idea is I want you to know that we know what we're doing. This is the law, this is the court, this is the prosecutor, all that's gonna affect your case. And here's why, here's how. But this is also, we have a strategy for all of that. And and help us help you, and we've got all the time that we need to, to do it. That's the nice part, I think, that I especially appreciate now, coming from that world to this, yeah. is I can give you all the time that you need.
0: That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the reason why you've progressed so quickly here, I mean, we've been happy since day one that you've been around. Uh, you just fit right on
1: in, like mm-hmm. like a taller, you know. Well, you recruited me looking. for softball, and the team never materialized. So <laughs> I guess you just stuck with me as a worker. Yeah, side, but we'll yeah, get
0: yeah. to softball in a yeah. minute, because I, I can't wait to talk about that one, because <laughs> that's a good old boy, Mesa boy, uh, Mesa High yeah. uh, sport. That's what we do. We do the softball thing mm-hmm. well, um, until little, yeah. until you retire. Yeah. Which, you know, I hung hung up the the Spurs. Uh, It's probably your age when I hung them up. I wish I wouldn't
1: have. I wish
0: I'd have kept it going. You've got a good thing going with your brothers. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's move along, though. I like that you said, okay, um, we tailor-make this. These people matter. Um, Judge, prosecutor. Client, mm-hmm. clients' expectations, what they can be doing to help themselves, um, the time that that takes to materialize, um, and that we can we can jockey. So you're 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 jockeying for additional time if mm-hmm. you need that additional time to mm-hmm. have that that plan of attack materialize. So the clients um, habitually. Uh, Request, I mean, they, they, they request you. Now, when somebody gets when somebody gets a criminal charge, mm-hmm. they're not exactly going on the Facebook mm-hmm. or Instagram or wherever else they post things mm-hmm. and telling the whole wide world. Now, oddly enough, some, some folks do. do. Yeah. Yep, okay. Yep. Some, some do, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, most of the time, in, in your experience, it's probably not something you're advertising. Mm-hmm um but to have them send folks specifically you need you need BG you need Brian mm-hmm. you need Brian you need you know the Arizona firm you need Brian mm-hmm. um because you listen and you inform your team how to march how to march how to march and and the fact that you just kind of it, it's almost smooth it's, a, it's 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 not even almost smooth it is smooth it's just like this yeah. cylinder running machine um, to where everybody has a little bit of the weight mm-hmm. on their shoulders and everybody's pulling that, that, uh, that wagon. Mm-hmm. So I think that's super cool. Yeah. So after the end of the day, because you're not a big drinker, uh, <laughs> at least, I, I, well, yeah. well, I mean, you, you
1: do the I get some energy service. drinks yeah. and
0: yeah. some soda pop. Yeah. And whatnot. Mm-hmm. So what do you do to unwind? Tell me a little bit about, because um, we just started touching on it, yeah. and then I'm going to wrap myself out to the whole wide world in just a mm-hmm. minute.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, I can't wait. Oh, it's going to be good. Well, so like I said, five kids, that'll keep us pretty busy. Um, But uh, they're all pretty active, which is is nice because then I have a good excuse to be active. Like I help coach my boys in basketball, football, baseball, whatever they're playing. I I become, you know, dad coach slash cheerleader for all of them, which has been really great. My daughter's in volleyball, um, and it's just been fun to watch her grow with her team. So that's a lot of striker. She's she's gonna be tall like her mom, so she's she's just getting the serves over. They're learning overhand serves. She's only nine, oh. but man, like that's wow. She's
0: already learning over. Yeah,
1: so it's pretty wild to me that they're that advanced already. And some of the stuff, like she she caught one off of the net on her knees diving. I was like, that was that's a grown up play right there. That's a big girl play, and so that's really fun. I try to stay active too, mainly just to try to keep up with them, just working out and and playing softball like you said with my brothers and some guys that we've known since i mean honestly like preschool like you know we yeah just we right. just all stick around and uh you know just have fun in the dugout making fun of each other and and uh try not to hurt ourselves really at this point like it used to be competitive <laughs> and now we're just big and swinging as hard as we can trying to swing out of our shoes and not hurt ourselves well i thought so, it
0: was hilarious yeah. you just said she's going to be tall like her mom
1: cuz mm-hmm. you're short i'm i'm the little one yeah, yeah you're the little guy yeah. of the bunch mm-hmm. and you're what uh i'm about 6'4 250 yeah. Pretty big guy, by most standards. But you know, when I go home for Sunday dinner, I'm just fitting in. I'm just, you know, facing the crowd. You're the smaller guy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, You're the smaller you know, guy. Your wife is
0: tall though. Mm-hmm. She is a very tall lady.
1: Yeah, she played volleyball in college. Uh, she was great, just MVP of her team, setting records and stuff. So she's about six feet. But she could also jump, which is nice. Like oh, that's man. not great for me. I can't. So hopefully they get their mom. And her athleticism, so but they'll get certainly get the size. I
0: don't know. I okay. okay. So you play at this place that used to be called Big League Dreams. Mm-hmm. I still call it Big League. Yeah,
1: Dreams. it's Cactus Yards now. It's
0: cactus Yards now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I walk all over. So I'm 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 kind of that old man that just hermit guy that walks around in the
1: <laughs> You're that guy. Yeah, i in the, yeah, I'm the, the, like, in the shadows
0: of what. Yes, I'm the yeah. guy walking all around that place, yeah. on the outside of it, mm-hmm. not on the inside. Yeah. And I'm picking up balls that get hit out of the ballpark. Mm-hmm. And some get hit out of the stadium. So I ask yeah. you, what, what field are you going to be on? Where are you going to yeah. be? And then I'll rip on you the next day when I mm-hmm. don't find any balls.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Some days I got the umph, and we can get it out of the park. And some days, like on Monday... It was, a, it was a home run, but it was about 300 and 0. 0.5 feet. Like, it, it, if the guy had just put squeaked. his glove up, he would, yeah. But luckily, he didn't. And But it was just one of those moonshots that everybody just kind of sat and watched, which was great. But then, like I said, being the little one, baby bro, who's, you know, D1 athlete, he's just like, that doesn't count. And I was like, what time <laughs> have you got tonight? So, you know, that's, I think, part of the fun. And uh, it keeps you humble, you know. When, yeah. Just when you think you're good, you've got... Ten other people in the dugout ready to let you know, like, yeah, that wasn't that yeah, impressive. That wasn't that great. Yeah. 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 Wait till Jack goes up. And, right. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay,
0: right. Oh, well, no. he's under
1: 30, though. He doesn't have kids. so that's so true. He, yeah. It shouldn't
0: count for him. It shouldn't. It should like, not. It's, it's cheating.
1: cheating. We got to tell him to stop hitting home runs. Right. But then he just starts hitting lasers at the pitcher. And we're like, all right, never mind. Go back. You're hurting people. So, right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's a stud. Great guy. So I love it.
0: I love it. So you unwind with your brothers, your mm-hmm. buddies from birth till now. Mm mm-hmm. And I think that's the coolest thing, because when I started walking around Big League Dreams, and you were telling me that you guys played, and then watched Yellowstone afterward. Oh yeah. Yep. And I don't know if you've swapped. Have you swapped to another show now, or is it? Still well, Yellow? it
1: started with The Bachelor, honestly. Oh. So we we'd go watch that okay, back you, in the th- day. This is going
0: to go live. Yeah. I know, well, right? I, mean, I mean, let's let's be we... honest
1: here. So it was that, and then um, kind of morphed a little bit. We were watching Yellowstone, and. Um, you went yeah. more
0: manly that, that yeah, way. Yeah,
1: I think we're kind of overcompensating at this point. We're watching, like, Warrior, this Bruce Lee show. We're watching, you know, Vikings. And, you know, it's, like, hyper-masculine now to where...
0: Oh, like, you're getting it done. I,
1: I think we're, we're, we're coming around. So. You're going back to yeah.
0: possibly The Bachelor just to wash it all down again?
1: I haven't I haven't gotten into it in a, in a long while now. Is it so still on? Been, I'm not even I, sure it's still on. I think they're doing, like, an old guy now, like a golden years Bachelor. I don't even know anymore. Like I said, I don't... Keep up with it too much. So
0: what is the age limit? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Should I, I, sh- I sign up?
1: Well, it, it's 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 uh, something that you might consider, you know, as a second career. But right now, let's stick you in the <laughs> Let's just keep you here, you know. Okay, we'll try I'll to I'll make you on. happy, so you don't I'll keep on keep on your on. eyes don't wander. Yeah. Uh,
0: oh no, I'm pretty good there. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I meant
1: professionally. So. Oh, professionally, yes. Yeah.
0: I don't know about that. Well, it's always a, always an adventure, right? The way to keep it. I'll, I'll take adventure. lunch with somebody. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> so. You play ball, mm-hmm. and your wife is uber cool, mm-hmm. I and mean, we gotta throw that out there because mm-hmm. she's like one of my favorite people on the whole planet, and I yeah. don't get to see her very often, a couple times a year with her yeah. gatherings. She's,
1: she's busy, but definition of the better half, so she I, I, gr- I bring down cool, the group yeah. average, yeah, for sure. You bring down the group average,
0: okay. Anyway, uh, so when somebody comes in, I just, I wanna wrap, the combo up with something that impressed me and i was watching from afar um it's a client we're not going to ident the client or the court um juvenile didn't look juvenile mm-hmm. big big fella
1: yeah oh yeah
0: and that case impressed the heck out of me because they first charged him as it's a really heinous charge number one mm-hmm. number two so i want you to kind of explain it and number two, uh, they charge him as an adult, I think, first. And then there was some fighting back and forth. This is where I got to see, all right, you're, you've got every aspect of, of advocacy, of being a lawyer down, like, solid. Like, the things that you just can't teach mm. that just come to a human being naturally. Mm-hmm. Like, you have that. Like, the patience when it was needed, the, the letting the client know this is the play and this is the patient letting oh, and, but this was high level stuff mm-hmm. and you just did it you didn't ask anybody there wasn't a whole lot of communal effort mm-hmm. um, this was you taking that initiative every like before it even needed to be taken almost mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about that case sure.
1: Yeah, so this was a young man that got charged with a, uh, a sex offense, and those are, are really taken seriously, and um, he was charged as an adult when he wasn't of age, and, and they can do that, but that certainly is a, a big signal for us that, you know, they, they see this as more than just a youthful indiscretion. They see this as a criminal act. So it was um, a really difficult case to, to explain that to the parents, why their sweet little boy, who's also as big as I am at that point, but you know, why, why is he in there with the adults, in the adult jail right now? What's going on? And so that one, like you said, had a lot of facets to it, um, just trying to talk with the parents and be empathetic, uh-huh. but also let them know like, hey, he's accused of some real serious business. Um, and then a lot of it too is, is listening to them. And you know, cause all I see is the police report and the police report says this, so you tell me what happened with that type of uh, subject matter, it can get a little bit sensitive with the client. And you know, I'm just like, mom, like, hey, we, we just need the room and you know, I'll talk to him and you know, you can be right outside, but I need to talk with him. And so that was part of it is having to get into detail because those details matter. yeah, And so we had to walk through that aspect of it and have him, like I said, just trust that like, hey, I'm asking these questions not to embarrass you. Um, like this, this has legal implications. I need to know these facts and so he's able to arm me with these tools that I go then go to the prosecutor and luckily it's somebody that we've worked with before where again there's that that kind of professional credibility there like hey like this is i, I think you need to look into this more because my clients telling me this that and the other and it's it's possible that there's video of this and so they're able to get that and review the evidence at our request, because if we don't make that request, they're not not—they're not gonna work harder than we make them. Right. And um, so they do, and at the end of the day, they actually end up dismissing it. Yeah. And so that was really great to go through that process. And even with that, there was just a measure of like, there's satisfaction, but still like, then why does this happen? And so there's still a, an ongoing relationship, I think kind of like offboarding, so to speak, or, or um, just working with them to make sure that the fallout doesn't keep spilling over, that he gets right. to move forward, right? He yeah. was he was acquitted, or they dismissed it, however you want to phrase that. And it, it still is going to have an impact on him. Like, yeah. he, he spent nights in jail, like in high school. I can't imagine yeah. having to go through that. And it was adult and, jail, too. Yeah, it was the big boy jail. And, you know, that can be intimidating, regardless of how big this kid is, a big football player. Yeah, I mean, he was,
0: my re- my recollection was... I didn't was think he, he was
1: a juvenile when you brought him in. Right, I was like, oh, my man. recollection
0: was he was... Um, He looked a whole heck of a lot older, but he was like Mm -hmm. 15,
1: 16 years old. Barely able to drive. And he looked like he could have passed for 30. I mean, he looked like somebody that I'd see at the softball field. Sweet
0: human being. Well,
1: that was the thing, too. He's just a kid. He's a kid doing what kids do. And, like, you know, I'm not going to pass judgment. I was a kid. I know what a horny little boy does. Like, not trying to be too graphic here, but, like, hey, man, like, you... Yeah. sorry so let's let's clear this up let's but tell me exactly what happened you know and it happened it was that-
0: the smoothest it was the smoothest start and finish of a very large very very because the clients parents were very involved mm-hmm. and very nervous mm-hmm. rightfully so yeah i mean i get that but mm-hmm. I mean, they were like overly like all over the place um but ultimately they calmed down everybody seemed to kind of march in unison after a first little bit, once you started going, wait a minute, there's more to this story. Mm -hmm. And I remember hearing just little bits and pieces, but it was the smoothest just adventure almost, but it was just Mm -hmm. smooth. It it was like a smooth flight to dismissal. Mm -hmm. And then at the end it's dismissed and you didn't let it go at that point. You said, Oh, wait a minute. Um, this kid spent nights, like you just said at jail. Mm -hmm. This this kid's been slapped around by a system. Mm -hmm. Um, this kid could be, could call himself a victim, Mm -hmm. could pull a race card even. Yeah, Um, This kid could do all sorts but he didn't, Mm -hmm. but he didn't because you kind of stayed on. Like you held that rope a little bit longer.
1: Well, I think this was healing for the family too, because they experienced that trauma as a family, you know, like the mom, she's this kind of innocent bystander. Her son's getting arrested, wrongfully so. Like that that will affect her. Yeah, I, I think, think
0: the audience needs to know this kid didn't do anything illegal. Correct. He was accused of doing something yes. heinous is all get out. Yes. But some video and some extra push on mm-hmm. your end and so everybody was shocked right up until it was just kind of made right by mm-hmm. the state they did the best they could to make it right. Yeah. But that doesn't leave the accused in you know, um, in a better spot than they found him.
1: Well, it, it certainly was tough too, because mom is being told this by the courts, by the cops, and they, you know, they're not just gonna lie and make this up, and, and unfortunately, you know, we, we trust them, but we need to verify. And so there was almost, I think, difficulties between mom and the son. And through this process, you know, I think there were several times, even on the courthouse steps, like, hey, your mom loves you. At the end of the day, that's that's where all of this pain comes from, is yeah. seeing you, her son, being hurt right now so everything she's doing is trying to help you and trying to make sure that that at the end of the day you're going to be okay and and maybe she's not handling it the way you thought she should but just know that it comes from a place of love yeah And so I think going through that process kind of galvanized them as a family. It really helped them. She had to support the son through, he was accused of some bad stuff. And he's saying, mom doesn't believe me. And and so, you know, when the truth comes out, it was healing for everybody that like, you know, you know why mom was so protective because this could have got really bad. And then, you know, son, you know that she loves you though. And and like I said, it ended up doing a lot for the family more And, and granted, you would love that to never happen. You yeah. don't want somebody to right. be in that position, but the fact that it did and that was the outcome. And, and you know, I, I just commend the prosecutor in that case for doing, you know, acting with integrity. Yeah. And and because it's some of them are, are are they'll slowly comply, right? You know, and do their job, but they'll let it drag on. And there's a lot of, of uh, just collateral fallout that comes through that people have to switch jobs, schools, move, whatever the case is. And so, um, you know, like I said, it was. I think in some aspects, it was that. That that healing process that came through the justice system working, and that's that's really what you try to do is help people within this system that's set up. Let's get the right outcome. And in that case, it was a dismissal, and you know, and some, some healing after, yeah, and some healing for the family because they were on, you know, and also hopefully this kid makes better decisions. You know, I, I think a lot of that was just the teenage brain yep. takes over. Yep. He wasn't doing anything malicious, nothing. Right. I mean, but now you're gonna be a little bit more cautious next time. Right. You're not gonna put yourself in a compromising situation because you know that this can get bad fast. Well,
0: this kid may end up becoming a college athlete yeah, um, if he so. isn't already. I mm-hmm. mean, he, and, and the reality is, is that, that he was able to learn mm-hmm. from what my perspective is, but able to kind of learn that, what you were just mm-hmm. talking about, that, hey, um, there's no youth brain, there's responsibility. He had to mm-hmm. learn that responsibility so that galvanization, that galvanize, you just mm-hmm. used that word, I liked it, um, kind of healed, kind of bonded mm-hmm. that family. And we've seen that happen. Weirdly, you get to see that happen with somebody getting charged with all sorts of different types mm-hmm. of charges. Um, families come together, people quit terrible habits or mm-hmm. bad vices yeah. or start moving you know, upwardly or forwardly in life. Mm-hmm. And... And, and and it's kinda of cool to be part of that. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kinda that's why you you're, know your you're wife people. Who's, who's a a gal yeah. of few words, but can jump. I'm finding out. Yeah. And great, that's good. She's a double threat gal. Yeah. Um that you were happy and mm-hmm. she just you were just happy yeah. to be doing what we're doing. Yeah. And I think that's so cool.
1: You found me lost in the wilderness. I was doing that HOA law and I was, I was unhappy because I don't think I was helping people, you know, and, um, a job's a job. And and sometimes that's what you need to, to pay the bills and everything like that. But it was interesting when, when you called, I was just like, man, this is, I'm gonna have to pivot all over again. And what if, what if the laws change? What if I'm not good at it anymore? What, you know, X, Y, and Z, and uh she says like you miss doing criminal you miss helping people you miss trying to help people and you know that's that's the opportunity you're going to get over there at the arizona firm is is you can go back to, to helping people and the good part is is growing up here like there's just tons of familiar faces on yeah. the staff or like oh you're so-and-so's cousin like i went to high school with right. them and it's just nice being part of this community and then you know we'll get people that we grew up with like i said that like you 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 dork like what are you doing? And and so, you know, you get to help them and and that's that's just nice knowing that you can do your job, but part of that is really trying to help people. You know, we're not we're not doctors, we're not anything like that, but these are real problems, these are real issues in people's lives. They and can so, change your life as yeah. much as
0: any medical condition.
1: Really? Yeah, sometimes more, you know. Yep. And like I said or freedom, like you freedom. said it, it helps the family too to see that, you know, like like I said, hopefully this is the worst day of their life and that they get to heal through this process they take responsibility or they're doing their classes or like you said some of them have some of them have addictions and they need that active intervention Mm -hmm. but for you know the officers stopping them who knows what would have happened and so a lot of times you know they are forced to rely on family and that's great for the family you know because finally we're all transparent about this and now they can start to heal now they can start to get better and so that's that's the part that that i enjoy is like i said trying to help people through bad times yeah
0: quality yeah quality people like you really spills over into that result because that that story we talked about earlier with our with the big with the big fella um that extra effort that extra mile the extra after it all had been mm-hmm. dismissed that's the whole thing was fun mm-hmm. to go to gum, bgs in the house. I mean Brian's in Mm. the house. That that was really cool. So it's like watching a show (laughs) with this guy.